The Ask Theory podcast shines the spotlight on Pinoy scientists from various scientific disciplines. Listen to some of the country's best scientific minds as they explain what they do in simple terms and share fascinating stories of how they got into science, the incredible things they've learned about the world around us, and so much more. Jacqueline Abella is a full-time faculty member of the Social Science Department of the Palawan State University. She is a graduate of BA Social Science, major in Social Anthropology from the University of the Philippines, Baguio. Currently, she is the Assistant Director of the Palawan Studies Center and the Head of Secretariat for the PSU Research Ethics Review Committee. Hi Jackie, welcome to Ask Siri. Kamusta ka today? Hello, hello Mikael. I- I'm good. I'm actually feeling really great and thank you for the opportunity. Yun, salamat din at you were able to find time in your busy schedule to be on the show. Kasi as, as our listeners will find out in a bit, talagang busy ka at marami kang ginagawa. Pero bago tayo magpunta sa day-to-day activities mo, kwentahan mo muna kami ng iyong origin story. Paano ka ba na-inlove sa current expertise mo or sa current field of research mo? Well, for starters, as you have already mentioned, I took Bachelor of Arts in Social Sciences, major in Social Anthropology at UP Baguio. And one of the first major courses I had was on Physical Anthropology, which deals with genetics, the theories of the origin and evolution of man, human variation, and in general, their adaptation in the environment. So first year college pa lang, na-introduce na ako sa ganong process ng social science that is highly scientific. And I agree with you when you said that one of the objectives of your program, of your podcast in Clip Science, is to introduce contemporary science and its role in society. And I feel that this is the perfect opportunity to talk about my field, anthropology. Yeah, and I, I do I do think that it's it's important for people like you to start talking more about what you do. Cause I think I've I've mentioned this also to you before the show na people tend to have this misconception about science na ang science ay chemistry lang or physics lang or biology mm-hmm. lang. And when, when something, pag may narinig silang parang medyo kakaiba na, ay, parang science ba yan? Parang hindi naman yan yung tinurong science sa school. Kasi isa pa yan, parang science ay yung subject, no? Yung subject na pang matalino, ganyan. And so it's always <laughs> something, di ba? It's, it's always something complicated na yes. very technical or very uh, memorize the, the elements or memorize these formulas but really science like i always say parang science is life science is, is in in everyday life and multifaceted ang science True. there are many ways to study science and its impact in in our society and one of the ways is through what you're doing in your field in yung social sciences that some people might not Consider it a hard science or not, hindi yung top of mind when you, when you say science, but there's scientific inquiry involved, there's observation, there's evidence, True. there's, diba? there's asking questions. Yes. Yeah, the we, of, we ask meaningful questions about human activities and human behavior, yeah. and we gather and interpret data, we make generalization, we predict human action, and yeah, that, that's highly, that's science, science enough for me. I exactly. Think. Yeah. Oh, and isn't it right, like cool na, you know, you, you can study patterns of behavior. You can, you can see how certain societies became or, or certain communities became what they are 
because of True. yung traditions, beliefs, shared culture. And yeah, that you can only get that information through through actually doing in uh, putting in the work, diba? putting in the research. Yeah. I agree. So tell us a little bit about your professional journey. I'm sure after listening to all of that, some of the people who are tuning into the podcast are interested. Parang cool yung ginagawa ni, ni Jackie. Ha? Pero mm-hmm. paano ba? Paano ba maging isang professional sa ganyang field? Ano ba yung naging journey mo? Okay. After earning my degree in UP, no, I immediately went back to Palawan. Palawan is my home province and wala naman din talaga akong ibang career plan but to go back to my province, sabi nga, magsilbi sa bayan. Mm-hmm. And so, I started teaching in Palawan State University in 2007. And my first research scientific engagement would be with UP Archaeological Studies Program for Palawan Paleo Historic Research Project. Dito, we do public archaeology in Sibaltan, El Nido, and in Ili Cave in Diwal Valley. These are both in El Nido. And I had the chance to participate in one of their field school. So I think isang buwan akong nag-participate noon. And I learned so much about another archaeological landscape here in Palawan, aside from Tabon Cave. Sa North Palawan naman ito, this is in El Nido. And there are so many new archaeological discoveries that that's happening through that project. And hanggang ngayon, tuloy-tuloy itong project na to. And after that, I pursued my master's in Ateneo de Manila University, Master mm-hmm. of Arts in Anthropology. I started my coursework in 2011. And doon, ang pinaka-parang focus kasi is more on cultural anthropology. So after my coursework, bumalik ulit ako ng Palawan State University And nag-venture na ako into a more specific aspect of doing cultural anthropology through Palawan Studies. So yung Palawan Studies Center was established in our university, in Palawan State University. And nag-offer din kasi kami ng three-unit course that is all about Palawan Studies, history, geography, culture, and art. And after nun, yun na yung naging parang pinaka-focus ko na. Mm. Ako, yung, yung love ko for science actually started in part by looking at the past then. Pero like like a lot of, siguro, science enthusiasts now, yung interest ko nga ay yun, looking at the past, pero in more, more of in the prehistoric. <laughs> prehistoric mm-hmm. animals, ganyan, dinosaurs. So it's, it's yeah, cool actually, na... Sa, actually, sa Ilikiv eh. Sa Ilikiv, this okay. is from the study of a friend in Janine Ochoa from the UPASP. Mm-hmm. They were able to found evidence of animal life in Ilikiv involving tigers and deers. And yeah, that's it's really an interesting study. Although andun ako, part ako nung naging field school nung taon na yon, 2010. Ano kasi ang public archaeology kasi we involve the community. So every every day we have lectures na pwedeng mag-join yung mga members ng community doon mismo sa barangay and sila mismo nakikita nila yung progress nalalaman nila kung ano yung mga findings and it's just an interesting thing to do kasi yung mga tao mismo doon sa immediate community na witness nila kung ano man yung mga na nakikita at napag-aaralan doon sa site Yeah, I think ganyan kapag na-share mo yung kapag na-share mo yung research, you can you can see that people actually become really engaged. 
Lalo na if it's something to do with them or with their hometown or with their community. Talagang involving yung, yun, parang sinasabi nga citizen science. Yeah. Involving so, the, the community. Yeah, tsaka ibang-iba talaga when you involve the community and you feel that they feel your sincerity, they, they appreciate the project, they appreciate your objective. Kasi makikita mo talaga na yung level of enthusiasm nila tsaka the way that they also respond to the call to preserve what they have to rebuild yung shared traditions and culture in the past, sila mismo and they are actively doing it. Okay. Moving from from that, y- yung projects mo na involving the community, I want to talk a little bit about a specific sort of like application of anthropology. I mentioned earlier yeah. na when you look at the different aspects of a community, you see how it comes together in within the context or the lens of science. And there's what we call medical anthropology. Now, when you hear the word medicine, syempre inisip natin gamot, sakit. Pero when when you apply that in the context of anthropology, does it take on a new meaning? Ano ba yung ibig sabihin ng medical anthropology at bakit siya mahalagang pag-aralan? Well, yung pagkaka-tatrabaho ko under the field of medical anthropology is actually not something that I really intended to happen. Nangyari siya because of the projects that were given to me and that my former professors or my colleagues asked me to help them to do something like that. So I did research for government agencies and NGOs that is under the field of medical anthropology, for example, access to medical facilities, access to medicine, and then after noon, chemical youth naman, it's another project, and then after chemical youth, ah, ito na, One Health na. Mm-hmm. So, ano na lang siya, parang lahat siya ay nag-ano na lang, it's like a puzzle na they just fell perfectly into the proper place and uh-huh. I'm here, I'm doing it with One Health, parang ganon. Tama ka doon eh, when, when you said that, when we think about medical anthropology, we think of still a highly, maybe a highly scientific term yeah. or field of inquiry, you know? But here we, We are dealing more about the indigenous concept of wellness, of health, ano yung attitude nila when it comes to drinking medicine or consuming medicine. Ito yung mga lumilitaw na questions when I go to field, to the field. For example, kaya pala hindi gumagaling yung mga indigenous community natin or yung indigenous people natin na dapat na umiinom ng gamot na to kasi they're thinking na baka sa susunod na mga araw, walang darating na supply ng gamot. And so, ah. yung isang tableta, hinahati nila hinahati. sa gitna. Oo. Okay. So, when they do that, lalo silang hindi gagaling. Kasi alam naman natin na dapat tama yung dosage ng gamot na iniinom nila. Pagkatapos, since, you know, Palawan is geographically challenge, ano, makikita mo sa mapa namin, napakahaba ng aming isla. And marami pang mga communities back in the early years of 2000 na mahirap yung access sa mga medical facilities. And so, hati yung kanilang decision, yung kanilang option, if they will go to their traditional doctor or if they, they will go to a health facility. So, doon medyo nagkakaroon ng challenges pagdating sa province like like Palawan for example. Very interesting for me yung yung example ng sinabi mo kanina yung hinahati yung gamot kasi parang for me that's a very Filipino thing. 
Yung, mm-hmm. yung naranasan ko na rin yan yung, ni naman yung mother ko yung gumawa. Pero I've, I've heard about yung, or, or common trope yan, na parang hinahati yung gamot kasi nga hindi, ah, kailangan kong inuminto ng dalawang beses o so kailangan ano. So it's, it's interesting na, na talagang nare-reflect din siya sa, sa culture. And to me, it's more of rooted in the misunderstanding na when you take medicine, ang priority mo dapat ay yung frequency at hindi yung dose. Parang for me, may siguro some, that's something that can be resolved with good communication. So what do you think about yeah. that? Kasi sa medical anthropology, no, what we're trying to understand is how health, wellness, and illnesses are shaped and experienced and understood in the context of our cultural backgrounds. And so yung sabi mo nga na parang common siya no, sa ating mga Pilipino na ang iniisip natin is gaano tatagal yung gamot or gaano kadalas natin iinom gamot kesa yung tamang pag-inom talaga, yung tamang dose ng pag-inom ng gamot. Pero doon kasi sa what I found out in the community is that yung fear ng mga indigenous community talaga na baka sa mga susunod na panahon, susunod na araw, walang darating na barangay health worker sa kanila and so wala silang iinom ng gamot in case of emergency na tataas yung symptoms na nararanasan nila. At dahil doon, ayun na nga, mas pipiliin nilang hatiin. Hatiin na lang yung, yung kanilang gamot. And then, also, one of the things that talagang nag-ano sa akin is, when I was with this indigenous community and uh, looking at their access to health medicine, to health facilities and medicine, yung process ng pagpapagamot nila Kasi first, what they do is they still would go to their traditional doctor and look for the remedies, look for the available medicine and traditional medicine that the local healer would give them. Uh-huh. And then kapag hindi na talaga manageable, hindi na nila ma-resolve doon, saka pa lang sila pupunta sa mga health facilities natin. And yun yung gusto sana nating ipaliwanag sa kanila that there are some medical conditions that hindi na talaga pwede na doon sa kanilang traditional. Like, we respect, of course, ako as I work closely with communities for 15 years already, I respect their cultural preferences, I respect their culture, however, there are some aspect of their health na talagang kailangan talagang sa mga medical facilities ginagawa. Yun. Yeah, very, ano, very, very well explained. What is your ultimate goal? Kumbaga, and undertaking this kasi there are many things that you could do as someone studying social anthropology or or even anthropology. But with your specific focus or your current projects under the field of medical anthropology, what do you want? Ano yung yung pinaka objective or what do you want to see na maging impact ng work mo? Well, it is during the pandemic that I was engaged with One Health. Mm-hmm. To be honest, when it was communicated to me, ano, I was kind of thinking, ano din talaga yung One Health? Because I was yeah. new to the, to the whole approach, to the whole network as well. Mm-hmm. And when Dr. Renzo told me about the project and what we're going to do is actually our wet market biosecurity research, unti-unti akong nagbasa, unti-unti kong in-educate yung sarili ko about One Health. And What I realized is that Palawan, as the last ecological frontier of the country, 
is a very important hotspot for One Health, especially when One Health also focuses on wildlife, wildlife trade, wildlife consumption. And ito kasi yung naging involvement ko doon sa pinakaunang project that I did with One Health. I went to a wet market in the south of the province and then I do a rapid ethnographic research if they actually sell, consume wildlife. Kasi mm-hmm. diba, alam naman natin kung ano yung naging simula ng COVID, ng COVID-19. Ano. And Palawan as a biodiversity hotspot, karamihan talaga ng mga wildlife natin na hinaharvest at binibenta sa black market nang gagaling dito sa Palawan. Whether yan ay pupunta sa neighboring countries in Southeast Asia or whether yan ay pupunta sa Maynila, sa mga black market ng Maynila. Palawan yung isa sa mga pinangkukunan talaga ng mga wildlife na ito. And during my research, I found out that the people, the locals, the community, they are very much aware of the law. Alam nila yung batas na bawal talagang kainin, bawal hulihin yung mga wildlife. However, when there are, sabihin na natin, middleman, when there are people or authority higher than them that's still doing this, and that requires them to do this, or penetrates the community so that they can do this, this kind of wildlife trade, hindi pa din talaga totally masasabi na wala na talagang nangyayari dito. I mean, the law is firm, no? And the people of Palawan supports this law and the people know about this law. Pero kailangan pa rin talaga natin strengthen yung grassroots, kailangan natin strengthen yung community kasi sila yung nagsisilbing gatekeepers ng kanilang wildlife and ng kanilang environment. Mm. That's it. <laughs> well, it's, no, that's actually that actually makes a lot of sense. Yung ano, and it's it's a it's a really interesting story because that also helps sort of like clear the misconception that it's always about ignorance or it's always about no, a lack of yeah. information. Yeah. Diba? Parang, it's it's parang ang It's very easy to assume. Siguro in terms of like for example, when when you're a parachute scientist, when you just drop in and and do your research and and think hindi naman sa pangmamaliit dun sa inaral mo pero parang naisip mo okay i'm bringing something so new and so advanced here or dadala ko to and i'm helping them progress pero there's also that notion na parang ah, kasi wala masyadong alam tong mga taong to dito sometimes it's it's really not that may factors talaga eh this is what i one of the things i really love about yung taking yung yung science and applying it in other dimensions of life makita mo na to solve these problems You need, you need yung basic knowledge of science. But also, kailangan ma-recognize within that there are societal problems that need fixing. True. Hindi lang ito masasolve ng kaalaman. Kailangan mong tignan True. yung talagang, kumbaga parang parang sa medisina, tignan mo yung sintomas, tignan mo kung yung yung root ng sakit. And makikita mo na it's not just as simple as hindi kasi alam ng mga tao. Yeah. The people know actually, I was surprised that Siyempre, when you when you do it, you do it casually. You would ask na may ibinibenta pa po bang baboy ramo dito? May ibinibenta pa po ba kayong kiyaw? May ibinibenta pa po bang ganito, ganyan? And the initial reaction of the locals, the indigenous community would be, Ma'am, bawal na po yun. Matagal na po yung ipinagbabawal ng batas. Mahigpit po kami dito and so on and so forth. But you would see it in the news, nasa, ano, na, oh, 
kamakainan lang, merong malaking kulihan na nangyari, may mga pangguli na na-confiscate, mm-hmm. things like that. So, paano siya nangyayari? Kasi nga, although the people know and the people are aware and that they are empowered to protect their environment, kasi ang, ang indigenous communities natin, we want them to be the steward of, of their environment. Kasi yun naman talaga, kanila yun from the very beginning. Kaya lang hanggat meron tayo mga outside dynamics na nakakapasok pa din sa community, the problem would still be there. So, yeah, I think yun talaga yung pinaka naging, ano ko, naging parang turning point when I started to join One Health. That is to, to be with the community, to help the community. Hindi na ano eh hindi na lang siya doon sa ano na na implement lang but rather kung paano pa nila ma-strengthen paano pa nila ma-strengthen yung kanilang call to be the steward of their environment. Yes. Talking about your experience with with the Next Generation One Health Fellowship. I wanted to know parang sa akin very interesting kasi yung when we hear about like fellowships or yung conferences, ganyan workshops, yung sort of like bringing people together. It's almost always like people in the same field or with mm-hmm. the same same interest ganyan but this fellowship is is one of the rarer ones that sort of like bring a lot of people from different disciplines together for a common goal na parang mm-hmm. na highlight yung intersection of your individual specialties and you're able to sort of work together and so for me that's really interesting kasi nga parang different perspectives to achieve the same objective how was your experience working with other professionals in other fields, what did you learn from collaborating with, with and meeting these people? At first, you know, I have to be very honest, I was intimidated, <laughs> especially that, especially that the people in One Health, they are really good, they are articulate, they mm-hmm. are scientific, and yun nga, eh, yung kanina yung pinag-uusapan natin sa simula pa lang that, They are the ones that are quote-unquote highly scientific coming uh, in from the hard sciences and I am from the social science, which is the soft science. But again, as Dr. Renzo encouraged me to join the fellowship and kumbaga, establish the importance of working with communities, the importance of working from the grassroots, dun ko na-realize na, yeah, One Health would only work if you include the community, if you are working with the community directly, And not only yung sinasabi mo kanina that you do parachute research or <laughs> yeah. parachute science. Diba? Kasi, let's say it, in many fields, they have done a lot of researches and then they would apply it in the community. And in the middle of it or at the end of it, they would realize that what went wrong, what happened, it seemed to be perfectly fitting from the beginning. Pero pagdating sa dulo, they would realize that, oh, this is not what the community needs. Hindi naman pala talaga ito yung kailangan nila. Bakit nangyayari yun? Kasi nga, we failed to really engage with the community when we do the policy making or when we do these projects and programs. So ang, ano ko, ang role ko as someone that is doing ethnography is to be the bridge Mm-hmm. to be the bridge from the community and to the One Health policies and perspective. And yeah, importante nga yan. Importante yung having, yung being, yung connection ba? Having, connecting. And being the bridge, sabi mo nga. Tapos na ba yung fellowship? Ayan, what's the status Hindi of the pa. fellowship? 
currently now, we are awaiting for the approval of our projects, of our research projects. And then, for example, yung sa cohort namin, what we're going to do is we're going to look at local One Health indicators, mm-hmm. One Health in the Index. So we're going to assess if this particular city is One Health ready or what is their One Health status, One Health preparedness. Kasi diba sa One Health, what we're trying to look is the intersection of human health, animal health, and the environment. So hindi pwede na you are just so just concerned, consumed with protecting human health. While at the long run, pinapabayaan mo yung, yung biodiversity, pinababayaan mo ang wildlife mo, and you are abusing your, your environment. Kailangan for us to have this dream of a planetary health and a One Health, dapat lahat yon kinukonsider natin that it should always be a balance of development and preservation. Yeah. Napakaganda. Hmm. So, what are we looking forward to in the future in terms of your fellowship? What are the next parang couple of months looking like? If we had the approval for the projects, ano, so we will be doing the research, different research. Mm-hmm. Kasi, iba't-ibang groups kami eh. So, yeah, after oh, kasi that, you're a big group, right? And then, parang, Ang magkakasama kayo in smaller like subgroups partner partner ba tama ba yeah after that we will do our project separately and then we will have our sort of reporting sort of a reunion wherein we talk about everything that that had transpired in our researches we are also looking forward for communicating our research because that's actually the most important, how you disseminate the information, how you go back to the community and tell them that this is what's happening and this is what needs to be done. Yun yung pinaka-ano namin eh, that the dissemination and and communicating of the research should be the the last part of it. And if we need sort of policy, we need to introduce it to the local government, network better with NGOs and the local government that we're working with yun yung plan talaga it's the ultimate plan yun very exciting kasi yun nga eh parang yun nga inisip ko kanina na yung research can only take you so far pero yung, yung parang kumbaga to actually see the changes based on what information you gather kailangan may communicate siya to the communities to the policy makers so I'm I'm actually really looking forward to hearing about how your your findings will be applied in the future mm-hmm. parang it's importante ang research pero importante rin talaga na makarating sa stakeholders yung kung ano man yung bunga ng research na yun. That's right. Since 2017, DOST, for example, DOST and the Madami Maropa Health Research Consortium is always firm and encouraging when it comes to communicating your research because anong gagawin yan sa shelf? Anong gagawin yan? Yeah, if exactly. It's, um, la, like that. So the best way that you can use it is to go back to the community or use it for policy making, policy formulation para mas magkaroon ng impact doon sa, sa participants mo and doon sa community na involved doon sa research. Ayun. So ayun, I'm, I'd love to hear more about that in the future lalo na yung how, ano, how your findings were applied or, or are being applied. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. This was a very informative talk. I'm very happy that you had you know, that you had the time to join us because I can only imagine how busy you are in uh, having to go 
to these communities na no? parang mm-hmm. sa yeah. ibang fellows and I was thinking how do you how do you manage your schedules parang it's a lot probably a lot of travel a lot of communicating involved grabe ano talaga siya at the end of the day if this is your passion this is what makes you happy and ang Palawan kasi is such a beautiful beautiful place and having said that we really need people that will work to preserve its environment, to preserve its biodiversity. Kailangan talaga, marami, marami yung, ano, marami na tayong NGOs, marami na tayong local government initiatives din, pero marami pang pwedeng gawin at marami pang kailangan gawin para talaga mapanatili ang Palawan sa kung ano ito at mas mag-improve pa nga, actually. I agree. I agree 100%. Ayun, last two questions. Kung... Meron mga gustong kumontak sa'yo? Maybe for collaborations or maybe interesado silang mas maging maalam pa about what you do. Maybe talk to you, ask you about some of your experiences, some tips you can share, what they can expect in the future. Ano ba yung best ways para makontak ka? Given na ang busy mo. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Actually, talaga, I'm a full-time faculty but I also hold admin functions for Palawan Study Center and for Palawan State University Research Ethics Review Committee. In the Research Ethics Review Committee, what we do is we review research protocol to secure that researches done specifically or particularly here in Palawan are ethical and responsible and that human participants are always uphold. The, the rights of the human participants in such research are always uphold. Kasi nga, there are so many researches done in the province as well. And in Mimaropa, yung PSURERC lang yung accredited. So we, we receive a lot of applications right now. Yeah, if you want to uh, reach out to me, ano, my Facebook account is active at Jacqueline Sikarata Abella. And my email as well, with my email, with my PSU email, jabella at psu.palawan.edu.ph Okay. Oh, and then, last but not least, what's your advice or ano yung masishare mong nuggets of wisdom with our listeners na interested na sumunod sa iyong mga yapak as a, as a scientist, especially kung if they want to do it in the Philippines or or in Palawan, which is a, a, a rich place for biodiversity, for studying, and daming pwedeng magawa, or, or in their own communities na maybe ganyan din na situation, what would your advice be? Siguro ano, sa, sa lahat na lang ng gustong mag-pursue ng anthropology as a degree, kasi ako din naman, when I was in first year college, and then people would ask me, anong course mo? And I would answer, anthropology po. And then they would like, ano yun? <laughs> What's that? And karamihan naman, and let's admit it, no, sa UP kasi, so yung iba talaga sa amin, dinala na lang ng upcat result no, sa kanilang <laughs> anthropology program. ba? But then later on, later on, you trust the process. And then you will realize that you're falling in love with the program. You're falling in love with anthropology. Because it's just so beautiful to learn both the past culture and, you know, the human activities associated to it, your history, your heritage, and to be part of 
preserving and conserving and to be part of the action and protecting your indigenous community. It is such a good feeling. I mean, I would not exchange it for anything. Like, hindi ko nakikita yung sarili ko sa iba pang field other than what I am doing right now. So, wag mong iisipin na na ano ka lang doon, ano, na napunta ka na lang doon. Talagang, if you would just let it go and immerse yourself truly to what your heart will take you in this in this program, realize more that this course, this program, this field, working with indigenous communities and working with different individuals for collaborations, it's such a great way to make an impact in your community. Wonderful. Wonderful words of wisdom. And din nga, follow your passion. Sometimes yung, yung love mo for what you do, na yun nga, pwede rin ma-develop over time is what will keep you going, especially when your research track doesn't look very promising or it's it's getting difficult to get data or ano, yung all of these little challenges, you can overcome them if you're really like into what you're doing. And when you when you don't lose sight of what you want to accomplish. I would just like to add that your moral compass mm-hmm. should be very, very in, in tune <laughs> with looking at how you can really help these communities. How can you really help the indigenous communities? Like you make sure that when you do research, what you're doing is really helpful to them and you are not just doing it for the sake of research. Kasi kapag nandoon ka na sa ano na yon, nandoon ka na sa level na yon na ang talagang objective mo, ang talagang goal mo is to uplift and to help them. Secondary na lang yung hirap ng pagbuo ng isang ng isang papel o ng isang research. Eh napakaganda. Yan, sana may natutunan tayo kay kay Jackie today and ma-inspire, yeah. ma-inspire ang mga kabataan to do the same. Not necessarily just to follow, no, yung your maging maging anthropologist but to to pursue your science-related passion and to never lose sight of, of what got you there in the first place. Correct. Yun. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, joining me today. This is episode episode 150 of the Ask Yuri podcast. <laughs> I'm very, very happy to have you as a guest and, and to have you share your experiences, these lessons, these important lessons. And I hope that that you continue your the, the great work that you're doing. I hope you never lose sight of the goal. And if there's anything that I can help you with, that our team can help you with, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're just an email away. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mikael. Thank you so much, Flip Science. And actually, I want to congratulate you for doing this. I know I'm really interested with a lot of your episode and they're all enlightening. They're all engaging. And, and, and yeah, you just have done a great job with this podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ren. Hope to talk to you again soon. Take good care of yourself. Keep in touch and stay safe. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ask Theory. Follow Flip Science on Facebook, at Flip Science PH on Twitter, and at Flip Facts on Instagram. And check out our official Shopee store if you want to get copies of our books, Historiang Scientifico and Science Scramble. Stay curious!